Hello, and welcome to the Innovate IPM podcast, where we are passionate about the future of the industrial projects professions, presenting you the best of project management, people, and practices, combining the wisdom of time-tested methods with the cutting-edge technologies and advancements that are modernizing our craft. Our mission is to contribute to the growth and progress of the industrial project management community. It's time to talk scope, schedule, and budget. Let's start the show. Hello, Innovate IPM community. This is Rob Williams. One of the things I like most about this podcast is the variety of people that I get to talk to. Uh, they're all doing a variety of awesome things, and they come from a variety of places. Today's guest is Magdalena Jovanovska. I think I said that right, of the Sevis Software Company. She comes out of North Macedonia. That's in Eastern Europe. It was a challenge to get the timing just right, but we did make it work. Uh, she was a delight to talk to. And I think she represents the next generation of software providers in the project management and project controls practices, two of which we discussed in great detail, the schedule reader, which is software that allows you to read, sort, filter, and even propose changes to Primavera P6 scheduled documents. So really cool. Uh, Beats the heck out of PDF printouts and uh, pencil whipping. Uh, Also, the schedule cleaner. This is software that allows you to share your Primavera P6 schedules with anyone you want uh, without having to compromise any of your proprietary data, such as wage rates, productivities, etc. We talked about some other stuff too. Uh, One of the common themes we get into on this podcast is how to how to improve data from the field, how to speed up the process, how to get better, more solid data out of the field and to the decision makers. Magdalena has some thoughts on that as well. She talks to us about getting involved with the alpha version of the products that come out of Sevis. So if you're interested in that, be sure and check the show notes. That's a really great way to get involved with the product development that Sevis is uh, is in the process of that helps them to provide products uh, that you want to use and it allows you to get involved with software development to some extent, which is something we also talk about. How do you get involved with software? She explains the excitement of being involved with a software launch. I think that's really awesome. So without further ado, oh, before we get into the conversation itself, don't forget to join us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and on Facebook. We have growing communities on all three platforms, uh, as well as a growing email list. You can sign up for our email list at www.innovateipm.com. And do you love this podcast? Do you want to keep it going and growing? I got a way you can help. You can go to patreon.com and search for Innovate IPM, where you can become a Project Pro friend of the podcast. And all donations are greatly appreciated. They help us keep the podcast going and they help us keep the podcast growing. Speaking of growing, I've got some big news to uh to tell you 
but I can't let the cat out of the bag just yet. So be sure and tune in to the next episode when we will have some, uh, some of these big things finalized and pay attention to the social media networks. You're also going to see them there. Uh, big stuff coming. We're doing some great things with Innovate IPM. We're excited to be a part of this growing community, and we hope you are too. So stay in tuned. Enjoy this conversation with Magdalena Jovanovska of North Macedonia of Sivas Software Development Company. Hi, Magdalena. How are you doing today? Hi, how about yourself? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. It's kind of early here. What time is it there? Yeah, it's uh, 12 p.m. Actually, this time difference can be, but it's fine, you know. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's uh, it's 5.04 a.m. here. I'm a okay. glutton for punishment. This is what I do every day. People ask me why. I don't know. I just do it. Well, if it's a routine for you, then just do it, you know. <laughs> Oh, listen, I'm going to I'm going to try to pronounce your last name and you tell me how bad I got it. Okay. All right, so it's 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 Magdalena Job already messed it up. Java No, no, no. Yeah, it's something like that in our countries it's pronounced uh Jovanovska, but Jovanovska is just fine. So, yeah. Jovanovska. All right, good. Now I know, huh? All right. Yeah, you know and you were now. All right, I feel like I can already speak the language. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, I'm a business development manager at Sivas. I've been here, here with the company for more than five years now, actually. Uh, nice. I started as a basic salesperson and developed to a business developer uh, and now a manager to the team. And mainly, I uh, bring new businesses to the company, especially to the products that we develop here in, uh, in the company. And what is it you guys special in at Sivas? Well, actually, Sivas is a it's a quite large company uh, in um, in this uh, field. So we are around one thousand employees, and most of the uh, things that we do are with uh, services. Uh, we offer services to telecommunication or banking uh, banking industries, but uh, we have a special division which is called products division, and that division uh, does uh, off the shelf products. You know, we have been specialized with um, Microsoft Project Viewer and a viewer for Primavera PCs. So uh, this is our field of expert expertise, let's say. And we started maybe 15 years ago with the viewer for Microsoft Project Files. And now we moved uh, to a new field, the reader for Primavera P6. For the Primavera. How long have you guys been doing the Primavera? Uh, well, the product has been on the market for more than three years. Okay. But um, before that, we of course, we need to do some research. And maybe three and a half or four years, we have been working extensively with the industries, you know, oil and gas and construction and many of them. Uh, and uh, we started uh, analyzing, uh, you know, the industries and everything related to the product. And afterwards, we started with the development and we progressed with uh, launching the product and now we just uh, do features by features. Feature by feature. Okay. And where are you guys based at? 
Uh, at the moment, I'm uh, talking uh, from Macedonia, that's in Eastern Europe, but the company is spread out, you know, mainly in um, in Europe, in some Eastern European uh, countries, such as Macedonia, Serbia, but uh, the headquarters of the company is in Malmö, Sweden. We have a huge development hub over there as well. And as I mentioned, we have uh, other offices in Zurich. In, uh, we uh, even have one in Boston as well. In Boston. I love Boston. Okay. Well, uh, I think you guys even spent some time in, in my neck of the woods last year in Houston at the AACE Symposium, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. How was that for you? Uh, well, uh, it's really good when you go to a conference, uh, you talk to the people from which are, of course, the experts in the industries, even though we do in-depth research of uh, mainly oil and gas and construction industry, but it's always good to, to talk to the people and understand their needs and understand the problems that they're facing, you know, at the moment or the problems they see arise in the future. So mainly that's why we go to the conferences to to meet face to face with the people and try to close some sales, of course, but mainly that's the the reason. Uh, but besides these uh, conferences, we have been to to others as well, like Western Winter Workshop. We were there last year. We were at the AAC uh, International Expo at New Orleans, which was a great experience. Oh, y'all went, went this year to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, cool. It was so uh, sunny and humid and everything, but it was a nice, uh, it's a really good conference. Welcome to the Gulf Coast. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we have been to the CPM Construction Conference uh, twice, I believe. Uh, the first one was in New Orleans as well, and the second one was in San Diego. Yeah, San Diego in, in January. Nice. Okay. San Diego is beautiful. New Orleans is my favorite city in the South. It is. It is very nice. So how was the AACE conference uh, in New Orleans this year? Uh, well, it was a huge conference. You know, uh, as I said, we met so many people over there where we talked about the software and when we talked about the problems that uh, the industry is facing at the moment, uh, we learned uh, some new perspective. Uh, we uh, we confirmed something that some of the problems that we already knew. Uh, well, the project management uh, as itself is uh, it's quite a large place to be in, you know, and um, over there at the conference, um, uh, we learned that uh, people are facing that problem in the scheduling part of the projects uh, with sharing the data and the information uh, within the teams, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, people are ending up using PDF files of the schedules. Maybe sure. you have faced uh, the same problem, something Absolutely. that is uh, a big problem within the industry. And at the moment, we are trying to, to resolve. We are resolving that, but we are going forward and forward in resolving this problem because, as people said at the conference, uh, the communication within the team, uh, within the projects, uh, or uh, between the owner of the projects and the um, contractors and the subcontractors is the communication, you know, and sharing the data and the information. Okay, very good. So I'm, I'm an estimator by trade. This is what I do, cost estimating. Yeah. Uh, I've been a scheduler in the past, although not a very good one. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, in fact, it's been so long that, that when I was a scheduler, we were still using P3. 
Okay, the, uh, I know. Yeah, been a while. So if I had to do it again, I'd probably have to knock some real rust off. Um, so let's let's kind of go through an example here. So if I'm an estimator and I need to know what the scheduler uh, has in his schedule right now, as you say, you, you described it perfectly. I'm getting a PDF file, and yeah. then I have to sort of pencil whip that file to figure out exactly. what's going on in that schedule. Some of these schedules can have hundreds, thousands, even tens of thousands of line items. They can be even 30 or 50 pages, you know, according to right. my experience and my uh, way of talking with clients or prospects. And I understand your frustration and the problem that you're facing. Well, basically, sure. a schedule reader application that uh, we have developed uh, is resolving that problem at the moment. Um, just the scheduler or whoever has a P6 license can easily export an um, XCR or XML file out of P6. And you can just load that data in the schedule reader and you can see the logic of the, of the schedule, you know. So it's not um, like you're just receiving uh, a PDF file. You can sort the data, filter the data, see the predecessor or successor, even the trace logic, you know. And uh, you can see basically all the information inside. The, the dynamic way of seeing the data inside the schedule is something that we are addressing at the moment. Because PDF, you cannot do anything with I mean, uh, according to the clients that they're saying, uh, it's just a plain data, a raw material of the schedule, and that's it. With this information, with this um, a software, you can basically do that, just as I mentioned. Just filter everything and find the information that you exactly need. Okay. Can you modify that schedule with the reader? Well, we, uh, we offer one functionality, which is called uh, progress update. It's not a modification because we do not connect to the database. Right. Uh, you probably understand how not even just difficult, but um, you do not want to allow everybody to have access there. Because if somebody changes something, the entire schedule will be a mess. We give the ability to the user to propose some changes, like all the actuals. Uh, everything that is used by user-defined fields and even propose adding or removing an activity. But as I said, this, this is just a proposition of changes. After that, the scheduler is the one that will decide what changes will be applied into the live schedule. Okay, cool. So if I if I made some proposed changes or some updates to the schedule and the scheduler, yeah. then I send it back to the scheduler. How, how does he see that? Does he see that in the reader or does he is it show somehow in the in the P6? Yeah, I'm going to explain you. Uh, basically, the reader generates an Excel file out of the changes where you can see even the person that did the changes and even the exact date and time that the changes were done. So afterwards, uh, the scheduler can easily upload that Excel file into the P6 and apply the changes. Most of the users, what they actually do in order to work in a test or safe environment, let's say, they... Uh, uh, do a reflection out of the project. And when you apply the changes into the reflection, you can uh, actually see how the changes will affect the, uh, the life schedule. 
Uh-huh. And as I said, you can either uh, accept or reject the changes done by the users of the schedule reader. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now you say reflection. What, what do you mean by reflection? Uh, well, that's an option that P6 allows the users to, to do when you have the um, uh, one project in Primavera P6, you can just uh, do a reflection of that project. Gotcha. Okay. So that's actually a part of the Primavera product and not the CVS yeah. product. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. So let me ask you this. What other aspects of industrial project management might this project improve? Sometimes there's side benefits, right? You create a product for a specific purpose. Sometimes there's other things that happen that maybe were unintended, but they're benefits to the, to the user. Yeah, I understand. Uh, well, basically, at the moment, with the schedule reader, we try to um, address the problems of the engineers or pro- uh, project managers mainly that are receiving those PDF files or any other way of sharing the schedules uh, within them. Um, the schedule reader application will easily resolve this problem. But we go um, one step forward and we allow the users to do those changes, the pro- those proposed changes to the schedule because uh, you know that uh, in the industries, mainly the people are doing those markups at the PDF files with the comments and you cannot um, do any tracking of those comments and it's a bit mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also uh, many of the maybe refineries or people that are working in the field, they do a, a pen and paper way of uh, updating the activities or anything that they are working on. Right. With the progress update, we can easily resolve that, but we also go forward and we are developing something at the moment. Uh, it's not even in the beta version at the moment. It's maybe alpha version, how to say. Uh, we plan on doing something for the turnaround teams where you can we can give access to the people with even mobile devices and do a very fast updating. You know, um, the problem that uh, the turnaround people are facing is the very fast uh, data sharing at the moment. And yeah. If you have like a pen and paper, that, that's not very fast uh, way of data sharing. Right. And we plan on doing a specific software or a platform for turnarounds that people can just mark uh, percentage complete or progress of the activities and that can be very fastly uploaded into the live schedule afterwards. I would say just from my experience, that is, that would be a huge leap in, uh, in advancement. I've been that guy that was out in the field who had to, who had to make the updates on the schedule, pencil whipped it in, in a print shack, you know, out in the middle, underneath a pipe rack somewhere. And, and you've been to the Gulf Coast, like you said, it's, it's hot and humid. And so everything's wet. Uh, uh, and then I've been that guy who's had to collect that data and turn that data into uh, into change orders, into uh, schedule updates. Yeah, exactly. All of the data that the project manager can use to to assess where we are in the project and make strategic changes uh, as needed. Uh, so yeah, I can definitely tell you uh, what you're talking about right there in this in this beta or alpha stage that you're working on would probably cut that cut that time down to ten percent of what's spent right now. Exactly. It takes, um, there's probably a chain of people, one, two, three, four, five people that it takes to make that schedule update from the point that somebody identifies a problem to the point that it makes it back to the project manager. 
probably that's that's probably a normal number of people that it takes to address that problem before it gets back to that project manager. So what you're describing is is probably cutting out half or more of those people and streamlining it to a to a matter of minutes rather than hours or well, it's still in the, as, as I said, is in the alpha version. And sure. as I pro, uh, previously mentioned, we have been talking to our clients and to prospects. And this is exactly the problem that they are facing at the moment. And we said to ourselves, okay, we, can, we should come up with a solution for this mm-hmm. problem. Now, um, as we usually, how we are launching our products usually, as I mentioned, we do internal research and we consult and we talk to our customers, our prospects, and everybody that we uh, meet at conferences or have conference calls or even demonstrations and everything that they say. Uh, we document somewhere on our share location. I'm not sure where. Uh, and afterwards, we try to put those problems in one uh, document and try to easily, easily resolve them. So that's why I said that we are actually addressing the problems and we're trying to come up with a solution. And this is really, you know, we, you hear the word a lot. There's a lot of buzzwords right now. Um, and one of the biggest ones we hear is digitalization. Yeah. I've had to practice that word so many times. That word is harder to say than your last name. That's how hard. <laughs> really? It's not just the word, it's the entire process of digitalization that is quite difficult for most of the companies. The getting data in a format that is clean enough and structured enough to actually use is, is for one, it's not something we have traditionally thought about that well. So we know it's needed to happen, but it doesn't happen that well. Yeah. Two, uh, I, think that that's, I think that that's mostly driven by really pressures in the field. So if you've got guys out there working... Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't even have to be at the execution phase. It can be before then in the engineering phases. When you have people under the uh, uh, under pressure to meet deadlines and to meet quality standards, which is obviously what we do, right? Scope, schedule, budget. What happens is is they start they 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 end up um, in positions where they're either taking shortcuts or they're misreading uh, things like work order numbers. Mm-hmm. They're misreading things like, or they're, they're, um, yeah, well, that, that's probably the biggest one of all, right? They're misreading the data that they have to tag. They have to flag the data. And so what we find, what we're finding out is like, okay, we have all these hours, uh, applied to this work order and it's all wrong. So we can't take that data and actually use it. What digitalization, it seems to be addressing most of all is sort of is making the data right from the from the source so that as it makes its way through the process and gets back to to management Mm -hmm. where it ultimately leads it's in a usable format that makes sense to everybody and then that data we can apply that back to what we know about projects in general and then we can apply that to guys like me who are way on the front end of the planning process and we can we can make better educated guesses about what it's going to take to execute jobs that we're planning that are 2 years down the road, 5 years down the of road. Of course, yeah, yeah. This is the best use of companies like like Sevis 
This is the best use of y'all's time. The most value that you can provide to the industry is figuring out how to get that data cleaned up, structured, the usable format. Obviously, you guys are doing that with the schedule viewer. That That's a huge leap in, in how we can communicate between project management and schedulers. Uh, and, and obviously, what you're developing here in the future uh, with the with the field applications, obviously, that's going to make a big impact on how things uh, yeah, and as I mentioned, that we are listening to the problems of um, of within the projects that are arising. Uh, another problem that people are facing is actually sharing that uh, sensitive data uh, within the schedule. You know, there are like costs or units or uh, any information or even resources that you do not feel comfortable sharing with the people. Sure. We have um, uh, we have a resolution for that as well. We have a new product which is called Schedule Cleaner, and that will resolve that problem as well. You know, uh, you can clean the Axia file before sending out to maybe contractors. You know, if you don't want them to see everything that is inside the schedule, but you still would like to share some of the most important data and information inside the file. So, yeah, by, by hearing and talking to the prospects and to the people, the experts in the industries, uh, these are some of the problems that uh, arise. Um, because we are specialized in uh, on this matter, we do not go any further, but we are trying to resolve as best as we can these problems at the moment. So if you need to convert global to project calendars or um, if you need to um, re, uh, to just clear all the cost, the rates or the units and the resources, you can just or anonymize the data and share that information with somebody out of the company or even within the company, you can do that. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. Very good. So let's talk more generally about... Um, about technology in the industry. So you guys are obviously a technology company. What, yeah. kind of, what kind of stuff do you see in the future happening that's going to improve our industry? Uh, well, as I mentioned, and as you mentioned, that uh, the industry more or less is uh, going forward with uh, digitalization, you know. Um, Couple of years ago, uh, the industry was a dinosaur, how to say, not to be offensive, but still, it was like that. No offense. If anybody <laughs> takes offense to that, they're they're delusional. It was definitely a dinosaur. Uh, yeah, but um, I can say that there is progress. You know, everything is moving forward, even uh, with um, implementing and developing new softwares within the industry that are just specialized for the industries. First of all, there's so many integrations of uh, softwares uh, within the industries. For example, Primavera P6 has so many integrations at the moment with SAP or with uh, Maximo or with other softwares. And just to have all the data at one place where you can easily access the data is something that is um, that was generally missing within the industry, but I can sell that the industry is going in that direction. Sure. Uh, I believe it's going to be very easy for everybody because I believe that sharing the data and communicating within the projects, uh, between teams or between project owners and contractors, even subcontractors is the key to, to um, successfully finish a project, to be on time and on budget. 
Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it seems that that, that is the way things are going. You know, we, it's, everything's about data and the more, more we have and the easier it is to use, the better we can perform, right? Yeah, exactly. So let me ask you some, some technical questions about this. And I know you're in business development. Maybe you have some insight on this because I'm, I'm pretty interested in this. And, and I, think, I think a lot of our listeners are um, people who may be interested in, in getting from places where I am, like out in the field uh, or, or in engineering firms and getting into to, uh, things like software development. Maybe they want to come work for Sevis or something like that. <laughs> okay, just going. Hey, man, the talent pool is out there, right? You got you to gotta know how to tap into it. Yeah. <laughs> so what does it take to get a, a software product like this from concept to launch? What is, what is it that you guys do? I mean, you don't, don't give away any of your proprietary information, obviously. No, no, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I understand. Generally uh, speaking. Yeah, generally speaking, you want to know the concept. Usually, we, uh, we have software and we talk to our clients. As I mentioned, we listen to them and we try to figure out uh, where is the problem and how we can resolve that problem. Uh, we have people working, as I mentioned, in business development and we have product analysts. They come to meetings with prospects and we are uh, documenting everything that the people are saying. Afterwards, with, uh, we're talking to the prospects and with this documentation, we go to, to development, to the R&D department, and we share the data that we have. R&D department, again, we have so many meetings uh, together and the R&D department is starting to to develop a concept in terms of an alpha version. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, when, you, when we have something that can be easily uh, presented to the prospects, we go back to them and ask if this is something that they, were, uh, they believe it will help them resolve the problems that they have. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have, of course, after when we have the first version of the product, we have marketing team and we have of course sales team um, that are marketing um, the product and afterwards that are selling the product and we have a support team which is always available for any future development of the product uh, usually we listen to the to the customers when they have some some feedback on the on the product in terms of a new feature or an improvement of the feature or anything related to the product we listen to them and we analyze everything in the background. Sometimes that can be easily applicable to the software and not just for one client, for most of the clients. Sometimes mm -hmm. some of the, the requests from the clients are maybe simply impossible to implement or are not that applicable to the software. And we internally decide if we're going to launch something like that. Basically, we are very flexible in terms of development, and we usually do these things. We usually implement new features and functionalities, even improve, improve those that we are having. But still, sometimes we decide we do not go with a new feature. Yeah, that, that sums it up pretty good, I think. So 
have you been involved with a with a, an official product launch? Yeah, it, it was uh, something that I'm the most proud of. Uh, actually, uh, as I said that I've been with the company for five years, Schedule Reader has been here for four years. I was actually here for the launch of the, of the product and for the new Schedule Cleaner product as well. And mainly I was involved uh, in most of the discussions about the product because I've been uh, visiting most of the conference in uh, Houston and listening to the problems of the of the people in the industry. So yeah, I was uh, involved and it was very dynamic and very interesting. So you guys have some really great things going on down there. I, I like, I really like what you're doing with the schedule cleaner and the schedule reader. Uh, your, your, your products in, in alpha right now sound very interesting. Is there anything that the listeners can do to contribute to, to improving uh, or helping out with the development of those items? Uh, well, I believe that the, the listeners can easily come to us and we can both work together because uh, we're trying to resolve the problems that they're having at the moment in the most uh, suitable and the most easiest way we can do. And only with the insights from the field and from the industry, we can do that flawlessly. So we can easily help the industry and the industry can um, can have a solution that will resolve all their problems. So if somebody wants to contribute, if somebody wants to have a meeting with us, we can just come down on a meeting or have a conference, online conference meeting, like something like this. It's going to be a pleasure to work with anybody from the industry who is interested in knowing new stuff within the technology or just contribute to the community to to resolve that problem that they had. Well, listen, Magdalena, I really appreciate you coming on. This has been great. Um, everything you've talked about is is really interesting. I think that uh, uh, I'll make sure and list out in the show notes, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, I'll put your uh, contact information in there, not your specifically, but for the company. And mm-hmm. we, we can do this again anytime. You guys want to talk some more? <laughs> of course, yeah. We're always available. Thank you very much, Robin, for your time. Thank you for having us on your podcast and hope we can do something like this in the future as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Well, that was our podcast. Uh, Thanks to Magdalena and the folks down at Siva Software for participating. Don't forget to go onto iTunes or whatever your podcast platform of choices and leave us a rating a review and uh let us know what you thought about it share it with your community uh we expect good things from the innovate ipm community to keep growing and thank you for listening we'll see you on the next one